Welcome to the Grace-Filled Life Podcast, where messy buns, stained yoga pants, coffee, and a big old need of Jesus are a common daily factor. My name is Margo Martin, and as a mama of four young girls, I've grown so weary of seeing all the picture-perfect on social media and all around me that I just can't keep up with because that's not my reality. But I'm here to help you feel less alone in the messy days of motherhood and closer to Jesus and His grace through it all, because we need each other. So let's get started. I called this episode the wannabe patient mom because I really want to be patient. (laughs) But lots of times I lack at being patient. And so we're going to talk about that today. But first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for all the kind words, the emails, the messages that I've gotten about episode one. I'm so glad that my mess was encouraging to you. Our mess should be encouraging to one another. So my encouragement to you today is to go out and live in a way that your life is on display for God's glory, even in your mess. So like I said, I called this the wanna be patient mom because, oh my gosh, I want so badly to be patient. But it seems like there's this little monster that pops up in me more than I want it to. And it's a cycle. It's like, I want so badly to be patient and I hold it in and kind of get a little bit prideful about that. And then all of a sudden my impatience pops up and I immediately feel guilty that I can't be patient. Honestly, it's rude. (laughs) It's a rude cycle that leaves me feeling full of shame and frustrated often. But I want to be patient so badly. And it seems like I just can't get it under control. And actually, Paul talks about this in Romans 7. He literally says, gosh, I want to be patient, but I just can't do it. It's like I'm at war inside of me when I try. What a bad mom I am. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? I know it's not exactly what Paul says, but it's pretty much the idea. But we're going to talk more about that later. I wanted to share this episode with you because you may not struggle with patience now, but if you asked me 10 years ago if I struggled with patience, I would have told you no. I thought that being patient was actually one of my strengths, and I think God laughed at me. And then I had my fourth child, and then things started to feel out of control because our lack of patience most often is linked to control. When we feel out of control, we get out of control with our emotions, and that's when impatience happens. But... The good news is that the answer to all of this is always found in grace. We aren't without hope. So we're going to chat about that today. So like I mentioned before, I honestly thought that patience was something that came naturally to me. It was something that I thought I was good at. Before I had my girls, I taught middle school show choir and I taught in beautiful Burbank, California. And honestly, that is one of my favorite seasons in life as I look back. And one year, I even had a whole choir of only seventh grade boys, and I actually loved it. I would have thought that teaching middle school would be one of the most miserable situations, but I ended up actually loving it because middle schoolers aren't so different than toddlers. They still want to please you. They still kind of have weird smells coming out of their body, um, and they still laugh at your jokes, even though they try to pretend to be cool. And I just look back at that time with such fondness, and I loved it. Anyway, so one year I had 234 kids in the elective program, and part of my job was to put on these large concerts where it was not only the five individual choirs performing, but all 234 students would perform a song together at the beginning at the end of the show, and lots of times they were doing choreography with it. And I remember I could hold the attention of 234 kids and have them be silent with just a look. It took patience to get them there, but I thought that I had nailed it. So in the classroom, I would say things like, I'm going to wait for you, and I would wait for them to be silent. Or the longer you talk, the longer we stay after class today, and I would be wait, I would wait, and I would be patient. 
So anyways, long story short, I thought that I was gifted with patience after teaching middle school and handling it pretty well. But then I had four kids and honestly, my first was easy. She listened, she was quick to listen, and she was naturally good natured. Then we had our second daughter 21 months later and that was challenging, but my oldest was still a great listener and helper so it made it really easy to be patient. And then we moved to a new state and three and a half years later, we had our third daughter. There was still enough space there in between number two and number three that honestly, it didn't feel like my patience was tested any more than it was with two kids. And then we had baby number four and my third child started to show her beautifully strong personality and our house got flooded when I was two weeks postpartum, actually by our third child. And everyone needed so much from me and there was so much going on and it felt like too much. I'm wondering if you've ever felt that way when there wasn't enough of you to go around. I think that's something that we can all identify with as moms. But here's the thing that I've been learning. During that time, I realized that it was my lack of feeling like I was in control that made me act out in a nature that was contrary to what God had called me to. And that's still my problem today. But one thing that I find encouraging is that God never grows impatient with us. And I'm pretty sure he has every reason to. And I remember one moment, the house had been flooded. We were in the middle of trying to remodel everything. And I got really sick. Um, Our daughter was born in September and this was in October. So she couldn't have been more than six weeks old. And I remember being at such a low point, sitting in the dark and I was coughing. I was so sick and I never get sick because, you know, moms, we don't have time to get sick. And my body was recovering from having a baby and the house was a mess and the kids all needed something for me. And I remember that I was sitting in a dark room in the middle of the night because she wasn't sleeping and I just cried and I had lost my temper with one of the kids earlier in the day and I was just feeling like this is too much. I cannot handle this. I don't have the patience to handle this. But here's the reminder. God never grows impatient with us. And I'm pretty sure he has every reason to. So it's our job and our duty as moms to seek to be patient even when we're not because there is grace for in the mess ups. Because here's the thing, mamas, we are at war. And I'm never sure, I'm sure you've never thought of your job as being, as a mom, as being warlike, right? But it's true. In a war, there are often two sides and both are fighting to win. And I know that often it feels like we're in a toy war zone or we're maybe in a sibling war zone, but we're also in a war zone for our hearts and minds to align with what God says is true. It's a war inside of us to be patient and loving. And Paul talks about this in Romans. And this is the verse that I really want us to camp on today. He says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. So in his inner self, he wants to do what's right. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me prisoner in the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? I don't know about you, but those feelings feel so familiar to me because Paul was dealing with exactly what we are, even though he wasn't a mom. He wanted so badly to do what was right. We want so badly to be patient. We want so badly to be gentle in our next response to our child, but we just can't. We find ourselves messing up and then we turn turn it into this shame cycle that we just can't pull ourselves out of. And it's like a prison. It's something we can't get out of that we feel chained down to. But this should bring really great comfort to your heart that what you struggle with isn't just you. Even one of the most influential and impactful leaders in the Bible struggled with being frustrated for messing up all the time. He's like, I just can't do this. 
what he says, what a wretched man I am. And I think we do this to ourselves a lot. When we mess up at the end of the day, what a bad mom I am. I shouldn't have done that. Other moms aren't doing this. What a wretched mom I am. So I have a kid in particular who says, I'm such a bad kid all the time. And the problem with that is that I think that kind of negativity and that talk is contagious. And now my youngest kids are starting to say that. They don't even know what they're saying. But when they're frustrated, they say, I'm such a bad kid. And my response to them has been, and I don't remember where I heard this, but so if if someone said it to me, I'm sorry, I've taken it and run with it because it's just so good. When she says that, I say, no, you are a good kid made by a good God, good God. You're allowed to make mistakes, but you can't speak to me like that or whatever the situation may be. I don't know if anybody else has a kid like that who just immediately goes into shame mode of I'm a bad kid. But I think we do that as moms all the time. Well, anyway, so the other day we had a snow day. And I think that since starting this podcast, God's giving me lots of material to talk to you about. And one of my daughters, I was trying to make it fun, and I had this activity out for them to do on the snow day, and it was supposed to be really fun. And one of the sisters was irritated with the other sisters and was, like, making everything just not fun with their reactions and their attitude. And I was so frustrated by that because I was trying to make it fun, and she was honestly kind of spoiling the experience for everybody. And that's, it was, I was frustrated by that. And so I yelled her name really loudly after asking her a million times, it felt like, to stop and to speak in a kind tone. And I lost my patience and I yelled her name and I said, you need to stop it right now. And here's the thing. I felt so bad right afterwards. And kind of like Paul, if I would have stopped there, I would have felt so without hope. But God was teaching me this lesson right in that moment. And so I said, you know what, I need you to go up to your room because you're making this experience bad for everyone. And until you can change your attitude, I'm going to have you go upstairs and I'm going to come up and talk to you uh, after I calm down too. So I sent her upstairs and, you know, I, she said to me, mommy, I just can't change my attitude. I just can't do it. And I said to her that that's normal. Even mommy messed up downstairs. And I said, I'm really sorry for yelling at you. I should not have reacted like that. I let my emotions get out of control and I lacked patience with you. And I'm really, really sorry. And she said, you know, I forgive you. And she said, I just can't be patient. And I said, you're right. You can't be patient, but there's no reason for you to be feel, feel guilty about your impatience because God is with you and he sent Jesus to cover you in his grace when you make these mistakes. And you know, it was funny in that moment, I don't know how much of it really went through in her mind, um, but I know that it made a difference in my heart in that moment to remember this, that we're not bad kids, we're not bad moms. We are good moms covered by a good God in his good grace. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus our Lord. The verse goes on to say in Romans. He goes on then to say a few verses later than that in Romans 8. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's saying there's no reason that we should continue to feel guilty. It says it in God's word. Okay, so you might be saying, but how do we do this? So this has been my struggle for years. I know Jesus wants to help me not yell at my kids after asking them patiently to get their shoes on for the millionth time or for when I've asked them to stop bickering and they've just continued to bicker all day long. How do we do this? How do we choose to be patient? Well, here's the thing. The last, the second verse that I want to camp out on is Galatians 5.13. And it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5.13, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
So here's the thing about fruit, you guys. The Greek word for fruit is karpos, and it means to literally produce something. So the fruit of the spirit, does it say the fruit of Margot? No, it's a fruit of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit of God that's been given to us by Jesus when he left this earth as a comforter, a helper in our time of need with us. He's one of the Trinity. They're all the same. They're all the same. They have different roles, but they're all the same just to keep it simple for those of you that are new to faith. They just have different roles. So the fruit of the Spirit is something that the Holy Spirit produces. So think about a fruit tree for just a second. In a fruit tree, well, for fruit in general, it has to be picked. It's either picked off of a vine or it's picked off of a tree. And here's the thing. We we aren't the pickers. We aren't the ones that produces it on the tree, the good fruit. We aren't the one that produces it. But when it gets picked by the Holy Spirit, produced and picked by the Holy Spirit, we get to reach out and grab it and eat it. We get the fruit when we submit our lives to Jesus. So as we wrap up today's episode, if you struggle with patience, I want you to know that you are not alone and you're not without hope. There is no condemnation for you, no judgment for you. There's no reason for you to feel guilt because you are covered by the grace of God. What an impatient mom I am. How am I ever going to be better? That's how I feel. But don't stop there. Go on. The next time you lose your patience, I want you to stop and give thanks for your mess ups and know you are covered in grace to eat of new fruit given to you by Jesus if only you ask. So for the want to be patient mom like me, remember grace has already been given. There is now no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus as it says in Romans 8 1. So I want to encourage you to stretch your hands out towards fruit today and know you can hold your head high and live a grace-filled life, even in your daily mess-ups. And we can offer that same thing to our children too. If you're a mom in this season and you're really struggling with something, maybe it's patience, maybe it's gentleness, maybe it's a specific situation in your life that you just need prayer for, would you please email me at thegracefilledlifepodcast at gmail? That's the grace filled life podcast at gmail.com. I would love to pray for you. And I actually have gathered a group of seasoned moms who would love to pray for you too. And you find yourself thinking those thoughts of what a bad mom I am or what a wretched mom I am. I want you to give thanks to God because through Christ Jesus, you are covered in his grace. His grace is enough for your mistakes and he loves you in spite of them all. And he gives us the power to go out and live truly a grace filled life. (laughs) 